welcome back to Intimate Encounters with Adam, Samantha, and today we are both so excited. We've got a, a watcher of the podcast and a friend, Mike, with us here, who is a photographer, but also, also, also films pornography. Woo! So we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna ask him all about that. We have so many questions. Yeah, I guess let's just dive right into it. Mike, could you tell us how did you break into this? Hello everyone, my name's Michael. I started off as a, a photographer some 20 years ago now, doing general photography, but I was approached by a lady. She was the I believe winner of the 2002 lap dancing competition in Venezuela and lovely lady as you can imagine but she she approached me for this uh, this bikini shoot and I did a calendar and at the end of the shoot she asked me if, uh, if it was possible for her and her boyfriend to do some nude shoots and obviously because I'm there because the camera's there because the camera's dodge it wasn't um, necessarily uh, a no-brainer it was it was definitely something that <coughs> excuse me definitely something that um, I could do and uh, they were they were up for it so was I and it's it, it was the first exposure to, to that kind of world shall we say okay. and um, it, yeah. it, it started to take off from there she, she led me to uh, another couple of contacts that wanted a few different things doing I then realized that that was a good leg to my business there's going to be so many Google entendres in this phone. <laughs> yeah, know. like a third leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was, a, it was a different leg to my business. And I couldn't say, I couldn't say no. It was, uh, it, it was tempting and it started to, um, started to take off gradually. It's obviously something that, because I'm also a photographer and work for companies that wouldn't see this as necessarily uh, appropriate, then it's something that I have to keep separate from, from what I do. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's still something that needs doing. It's still something that people want to do. And it's something that I can do. So and so I do. And, and, and that's where it all started. And so so you started with taking photographs. How did you gradually get into filming? Well, the, the, the lady that, um, that led me to another couple of contacts that, um, that came my way, at the time, it wasn't necessarily something that I had the equipment for. <laughs> uh, yes. There's another one. I um, think it's not a running so, alley of how many we We're at two. Ping. So I, I decided that that was something that I was going to look into uh, and then kind of uh, called her back when I updated my uh, and managed to get the things that I needed to do in order to provide this lady with the service that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, the videography took off. And it's, it's also something that was expanding with, I do music videos, corporate videos and things like that. So it's something that kind of added on. And I saw it as an opportunity to be able to get into an area whereby I hadn't necessarily gone into before. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about 20 years ago. So it's, it's kind of evolved from there. So yeah, it was, it was a concept that I had in the first lady that skills that wanted the uh, the videography doing that, um, that I actually to adapt to. Mm. So it sounds like you're you're mostly like taping couples or are you taping different types of <coughs> photography? Like what what types are have you 
had experience? It's so in essence, basically, it's it's people that come to me that want to spice up their relationships and want to do something that they wouldn't necessarily do, find something that they have to kind of evolve out of their comfort zone from. And they they kind of come to me, they contact me through the the mediums that I advertise through and they tend to have a have a little bit of a chat and the experience of what they what they get from from their situation their situation and from, from their filming is the kind of what the aspect of, of getting towards beefing up their uh, their relationships and their, their um, sex lives and so on. Uh, but there's also a lot of a lot of other situations where there's there's companies that produce pornography and produce films that uh, come to me as well just to sit behind the camera and just to do what they would necessarily do that they can't do for other freelancers. So I tend to tend to move towards that as well. And do you have a preference over like which one you prefer? I do, but it's not necessarily something that you can limit yourself to. Yeah. In my particular opinion, you know, money's money, filming is filming, you know, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll point the camera at anything and if it doesn't get me arrested, then I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> I think that's going to be the tagline for this show. <laughs> wow. I, okay, so I'm curious, okay, when you go into a room with a couple, yes, like, like, are you just stationed there in the corner? Like, I'm just imagining, like, it's, it's kind of like weird and I don't know like it's this right mm. or like like are you getting up like really close and doing like specific angles yeah uh do you move around what's like yeah well, the, the, the couples coming to me and they have uh they sometimes have a specific idea of what they want and what they want to get out of this uh, particular experience mm. i also have my um my ideas and what i'd like to do in order for them to get the best result and the best product of what i'm going to offer so we have this little kind of consultation beforehand. I'll, I'll run through the set. Uh, sometimes it, it's quite complex and there's different aspects to the set and so on. But the majority of the time, it's about getting them relaxed in order for them to be the best that they can be to come across. That was an unintentional uh, double entendre, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the best to come across on camera. And just kind of getting them in that relaxed atmosphere whereby they're, they're willing to do what they express to do in the consultation. Mm. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they kind of back down and they, they don't want to necessarily be doing what, what they intentionally decided to do. Mm. Sometimes they come across and they get a bit shy. With, with general performance, they're getting paid for pornography. They're getting paid to do what they do. Mm. They... I just get into it and they, there's no consultation process. They just kind of realise what they've got to do. The director said, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be. But to all intents and purposes, with, with my specific clients, they, they have to have that little conversation first about what their limits are, what they want to do, what kind of what kind of film they want to see at the end of it. Mm. If, you, uh, if you get my drift. Yep. <clears throat> on, on that note, I think it's interesting... <clears throat> seems like there is quite a stark difference then between like couples and pros, which I wouldn't say I'm like super surprised by, but how do you, one thing I'm interested in is, is how you view the creation process. Do you view 
it as like it, it, like you're creating a piece of art or is it just like getting a paycheck? Um, it's kind of both, if I'm honest, Adam. I, paid, I didn't get paid for it. I make no mistake about admitting to that. But obviously I want to be able to create something that people want to watch and people get enjoyment out of watching. It's obviously a completely different scenario with making a, a feature film, obviously. Uh, it's not a limited audience. You know, the, the, that kind of world has a, a vast audience um, from all generations, all genres. And for anybody that says that they don't, then I'm sorry, but you're lying. But in my opinion, it's got to be, it's got to be watchable. It's got to be visually exciting and it has to have some kind of, yeah, art in a way. To, to paraphrase you, Adam, it's, it's something that's got to be a very visual stimulation experience. And if it's not, then I've not done a good job. Ah. And would you say then you have like some specific moves or specific like touches that you like to add to your films? Um. <clears throat> I try to be as uh, as artistic as I can. I try to I try to bring something different, especially in the editing process. I try to do, and I'll send you some links later if um, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, separately, yeah. obviously, not watching together. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I try to tend to do things a little bit, or try to put as much into it differently as possible. There's so many people and so many producers out there and so many directors that have done things that have led to be completely different. And there's a producer called the DLM that does things in such an artistic way that it doesn't look like pornography. It looks like a feature film. Mm. Um, but I, I tend to try and put that, uh, put that touch on it, it with lighting and editing and uh, camera angles and things like that and try to as much as I can, especially with people that come as a couple to try to put a spin on it where it is um, quite intimate and as artistic as possible. Mm. Even though between papers, there's, there's, there's the difficulties of, of them getting to grips with what they're doing. Ping, mm. uh, there's another one. But yeah, just, just trying to make sure that the, the end result is as I nearly the end result is as fluid as possible. <laughs> I just can't stop myself. Are we mature enough to host like this podcast? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it boils down to what people actually want at the end of it. And yeah. my role and my position is to be able to make sure that they have uh, an experience while they're there, but also a very good result in the product that they receive. Because at the end of the day, they're paying for it. So if they're not happy with the product they receive, then again, I haven't done my, my job right. It's like photographing a wedding. If the wedding couple hasn't received what they expected and what they wanted by doing what they had to do throughout that day, then my job has been, um, you know, I, I haven't done my job right. Mm. So we do try to incorporate as much artistic processes as possible 
as well as making sure that they're comfortable and doing, um, doing what they do. Very, that, yeah, no, for sure. That, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I want to ask, <laughs> you sound like you're like super professional about everything, but has there ever been a time <clears throat> where you've crossed the, crossed the line between professional and, you know, personal, as in, have you ever gotten down well, any of your clients? <laughs> <laughs> where I have crossed the line. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, also, I, I, yeah. well, you have a story about the other part, so maybe vice versa as well. <laughs> but firstly, in order to, to answer that question, Samantha, have I ever crossed the line? Can you first define what the line is? Well, I guess what I'm really trying to just ask is, say that a couple invited you to film their set, have you ever joined in? Or have you ever you know, gotten a fluff on set or <laughs> have you ever, have you ever joined in before or after a shoot? So yeah, only I mean, when, I've never fucked, like. <laughs> only when I'm specifically asked to do it. Ooh. Only and when you asked to. Yeah, if, if people approach me, obviously they, they, they come to my studio and they come to the, the, the locations that we uh, provide and some people are up for it, some people aren't, some people have to get out of their comfort zone, some people have to reduce their ambitions. But at the end of the day, if people want to extend that uh, particular experience, whether it be with me or, you know, then, then fair play. I think in essence, the answer to your question is yes. Okay. It's, it, it's extra to the uh, particular contracts that they've signed into but you know you can't in this day and age especially being an adult especially being a human being once you're tasked with an opportunity you see that opportunity is beneficial to yourself then fair play go for it you know you you're you're not here for a long time you're here for a good time as people might say yeah like, would you consider that an add-on service? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't charge. I, I don't, don't charge for that. <laughs> I totally thought that's what you were saying. I thought you were like, look, we've, we've agreed on this, but like my dick's an extra like 20% on top. Extra 20% on top of this dick. Okay. No, no, that's, that's, that's a complete freebie. Yeah. And it doesn't affect the deposit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of comic shots, yeah, um, we had like okay. Where we? <laughs> we are now. We are, we now. are now. So, <clears throat> like when, okay, like when you're watching a porno and there's like the cum shot on the face, it's just like they're all just somehow magically just like coming all over her face at the same time. Like how do, how does that work? Like. <clears throat> Like, how does it work? Like, do they stop? Is it like when one guy gets down, he just comes on his, like, her face so that, like, a block comes out, like, the first one, and they keep going? Or, like, <laughs> what, like, what's, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Tell us. It, oh. it, it, it depends on the, the, the actual assignment. Obviously, with a couple, and, and they're getting into it, they can't necessarily uh, stop and kind of, like, do another take or so on. But let's say for, in the instance of a, a group session where there's a lady with maybe two or three men 
there'll be there'll be a situation whereby off camera the idea is to get a close up so you, you kind of close up onto the uh, the action the guy's box and so on so off camera the, the first guy that's starting to start to get close he'll put his hand up and then obviously you'll focus on that so so basically you don't miss it obviously the one thing you don't want to do as a, a porn cameraman is miss a comp shot especially on a, a, a lady that's going to be surprised by it, shall we say. She's not expecting it. <clears throat> so he'll put his hand up or he'll wink at the camera or he'll give some kind of nod, tells that, you know, that he's first and then you can, you can, you can kind of focus on that. Sometimes there's, there's a situation where there's two, two cameras, two cameramen, so you don't necessarily miss anything. Some guys will put their hands up twice or the lady will put her hand up and she's ready for, ready for orgasm and then so on. And it's all about looking about what's going on behind the camera as opposed to kind of focusing down the lens as well. Go to both in a in a way. So so yeah, it's it's kind of a situation of signals and hand maneuvers or even like a a shoulder twitch or something like that that they'll give you as a an indication of, of what's what what's appertaining, shall we say. Mm. And do these guys, you said that they might put their hand up like twice. Are these guys like coming multiple times? No, no, no. no. no I, I, um, I kind of probably didn't explain that well, but one guy will put his hand up at the same time as another guy. So oh, two hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, whereby you've, you've got the, uh, the kind of like rely on the second cameraman to, to maneuver in so that you've got one of each, shall we say. Mm. All focused on on the ladies. It's all about the ladies' face at the end of the day, you know. It's 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 the focus of the attention, as we all jolly well know. Yeah. Wow. And and what's like, you know, when there's there's so many people there, it's it sounds like what's the like camaraderie like between everyone? Is it like a normal work day, like? <laughs> Like, how's the kids? Or, or, or yeah, what, what's that like? Get a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just starts off like that. Um, it just starts off with a bit of uh, a, a general conversation beforehand. Um, and especially with people that are kind of, with performers that come back uh, time and time again, regular performers that get, that get paid regularly for doing, um, for doing what they do. And you'll know them as friends, you'll know them as colleagues, shall we say. But you'll also know their their lives, you'll know what they do on a regular day-to-day basis outside of what they do with filming. So you kind of have that little conversation first, but then it all gets down to the, the nitty-gritty of, you know, this is what the director wants to do, this is how he's going to try and pan it out. It doesn't necessarily work out like that because, as, you're, as you can imagine, a lot of people that, that get filmed for the, the moment they're in the in the zone mm. you can't necessarily they have to enjoy what they do at the end of the day they have to enjoy their their work life and you can't necessarily interrupt that unless you unless you have to absolutely have to yeah. but when when on set it's it's a completely different kettle of fish nobody's friends nobody is colleagues they're all kind of just like focusing on what they're doing trying not to get interrupted but at the same time, trying to maximise and, and maintain the information that they've been given and the, the instructions that they've been given from the, from the director, um, if that makes sense. Totally. Totally. So, like, how long does it take? So, like, a, say, like, an hour-long porno. 
How long does that, can that take to actually make IRL in real life? Um, to, to produce, produce an hour long scene. Yeah. Yeah. Or Yeah, just like the output of it. Because like, I mean, there's so many, like in, in the porn that I watch, um, there's a lot of uh, different, like a lot of different angles. Uh, and when it's all pieced together, I mean, it feels like it kind of feels fluid, but like it's clear that like this is probably taken in a bunch of different shots, maybe over multiple days. I don't really yeah. know. Um, because it's just like there's no way that that girl can get pounded like for an hour straight in that room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like not possible. That's, so like yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's completely true. And there's got to be breaks in between. There's got to be situations where people have to kind of match a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say days. I would say hours. In it, it, it's kind of like in a working day, for an hour scene, sixty minutes of scenery. Uh, six, sorry, six, 60 minutes of footage. You're looking at anything between nine and twelve hours of, of filming breaks and things in between situations that arise. Uh, ping, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> or, or situations that don't arise. But yeah, anything between nine, nine and twelve hours, because it's <clears throat> when you've got when you've got something like that to do, you've got sixty minutes of footage to get that's kind of pieced together as a as a scene. Then you have to have an end product. You have to have something that is wanted by the directors and the the, the people that you're paying to do it. So you have to make sure that it's done, and you, you kind of have to go back to back to the beginning sometimes, and you have to kind of reshoot and and try to do things differently in a certain situation, and, and make sure that it all pieces together in the format that people have asked you to do it in. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And sometimes that can take anything up to twelve. I've I've been on set sometimes for sixteen hours, and it's it, it's quite an arduous task. Not just for me. I'll just, I'll just stand there and I'll, I'll press a button and yeah. you know, kind of make sure make sure everything's in focus and make sure I'm in the right place. But for the people performing, oh, for it's, sure, it, it's complete. It's completely. It's like it, it, it's like work. It's not like it's not like a relationship. It's not intimate. It's not. It's not something that people necessarily sometimes enjoy either. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like work. It's going to work. It's going to to make sure that you do something through that day that makes sure that you get paid for it, yeah. whether it be making nuts and bolts or whether it be, you know, riding some guy's knob for 12 hours. I can't even imagine how wow. sore I would be. Like, I can't even. <laughs> like, like, how? Insane. Like, pussy or steel? I'll say that in a kind of like a... a, a Derogatory way, I suppose, but it's not like that because throughout the day, it, it's 12 hour day, sometimes a 16 hour day, but it's all broken up into different sections. Sometimes there'll be other girls that come in for the different scenes, there'll be sometimes there'll be, there'll be other performers that come in to do uh, different bits and pieces. So it's not like it's all about nodding and shagging for 12 hours, it's yeah. about creating that performance. Sometimes girls and sometimes um, guys as well are kind of offset for an hour at a time, relaxing or you know doing something else, uh, sitting on Facebook or whatever it is. 
it's it, it kind of desexualizes the pornography a lot. If people knew what God what went on behind the scenes, as opposed to what was in front of the camera, then it's it, it's completely different. It's like your own relationships. It's like, especially some of mine, you know, where you're you're in the moment and you're you're having a nice time, and the phone will ring, or somebody will knock at the door. So you've got to stop, and you've got to try and come up with some way of gaining that intimacy back after an hour's break or, or 30 minutes break or so on. Yeah. On that note of then, like desexualizing everything and it being more like a routine thing, from, from your perspective, <clears throat> you like enjoy watching what you're filming are you like turned on by it? Yeah. What, what's the, what's going through your body when you when you are doing it? Sometimes I am not necessarily while I'm uh, stood there filming. Mm. Uh, certainly sometimes when the the editing process comes into play, mm. and a lot of the time I'll lock myself away <laughs> while I'm editing. <laughs> um, but 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 on on set it's different. It's it's. It, it's a process of creating a product and it's uh, a process of creating something that people have expected and wanted you to do. Mm. Obviously, there's, there's times where I, I'm, I'm filming and I'm on set and I do get aroused and I do get that particular excitement. And it, it, it's inevitable. You know, put yourself in that position, Adam. Could you imagine that you were doing my job and... <laughs> Soft as anything. <laughs> Literally inches away from you. Yeah, that's it. You say you you say that, and sometimes you have to get as close as they are. You have to get as as intimate as they are. Yeah. And and although you're the cameraman, although you're the 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 guy that's filming, you are you're you're there. You're kind of experiencing the aromas and noises, shall we say? And you're just as much into it and in it as they are, even though you wouldn't necessarily be there if they were in a, a relationship and you know, and you know, creating that special moment. And they're looking down at the end of the bed and thinking, "What the fuck's that? What's he doing with his camera? Pissed off." Speaking of like fluids and smells, mm. um, have you ever gotten anything on you? Like, have you ever gotten like juice or cum or something like, like some kind of like, sweat? No, not on me. Um, on my the word equipment is going to be do the long times of the day. I think. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. Certainly, on my equipment, not my <laughs> personal equipment, but my yeah. bodily equipment, but okay. my professional equipment, and it, I have. Um, I have had to sanitise down after the scene on yeah. more than one occasion. Yeah, but that's that's also that's that's my bad. That's because what I want to do is I want to capture that particular moment. Uh, and if I'm in the way, then I've done a bad job. Yeah, because I haven't I haven't filmed it as a scene for the uh, particular movie that I was making. Mm. So if I'm in the way and I get covered, then that's that's down to me. I should have been somewhere else. From a different angle, shall we say? But yeah, it does happen. It happens when you least expect it. It happens when when you're told it's going to happen. 
it's it, it still happens and you, you have to react quickly even though you don't want to miss any of the um, footage wow okay unless you have a follow-up question to that i wanted to bring it to in terms of different varieties of porn, so we're just on it. We've just got that connection. In terms of different things you film, so there's some porn, obviously, like I would prefer to watch porn that I enjoy, and there's some porn, I watch and I'm like, this is difficult to see, like a Pornhub little like 10 second clip of, let alone watching, yeah. it, let alone actually being there and filming it. So, can you talk <clears throat> through some like? weird things or, or maybe that's or, the wrong word i think like types like yeah I, different like, types like like you know gay bdsm yeah. uh like fetishes yeah. in general like what different types of i think that um from my point of view it it, it boils down to your your own personal limitations performers have their limitations and, and they they make those known even before you even get in contact with them for me i also have my own limitations I, I won't do water sports. I won't do anything of a, a, a toilet nature. Yeah. Um, a bit of kinky F and M isn't isn't out of bounds. Kind of like gay porn I've filmed before as well. But there's there's, there's a limit on the the things that I would do, shall we say? As there is with the performers as well. It's there is a whole absolute world of filth out there, and uh, there's things that even I, as I'm looking through and experiencing, and as as many men do, enjoying porn, but there's things that I don't necessarily like, and I will skip through, and I won't even consider filming that. There's there's limits on to the 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 amount the performers will do as well. So we. If I was to be contacted to do a very kinky, a very kind of out-of-the-box kind of scene, then the performers aren't there to do it because they have their limitations as well. Mm. So I, I know what the limits are for, for me personally, but there are obviously no limits as to what you can actually see out there. And it's, it, it's, completely, it's completely down to the people that are involved in it. Some people will do anything. Some people will do absolutely anything, but that's not me. That's not what I do. Mm. And is that because just of personal preference or do like morals come into it at all for you? Def definitely morals. Um, I, I was brought up quite well and morally there's things that just aren't allowed there's things that aren't necessarily doable or, or acceptable in my opinion mm. some would say that pornography is not acceptable in the first place but mm. i disagree as long as it's, it's done in a way where people enjoy it and people get the satisfaction from it and fair play but i i think that morally there are there's a lot of things it limits me as a a businessman but Sometimes you've got to limit yourself in business. People that run businesses all over the place have their limits as to what they want to do, clients they want to work with. It, it, it relates to our industry as well. Mm. For sure. Um, what do you what do you think of like the way that females are treated in the porn industry and what you've seen? 
that it exploits women? Um, Do you think? Yeah. I think the the majority of people would see uh, a, a lady or a, a female performer in a in a porn film as demoralised uh, and, and kind of sexualised. But if you were to see them on set, then that's a completely different kettle of fish. That's what they do for a living. That's what they want to do. That's what they're paid to do. That's what they've chosen to do. And a lot of them have their limits, like I say, that, that, that they won't do anything that they don't necessarily want to do. And fair play to them for, for that. So I think that some some scenes come across as uh, a bit derogatory to women, but as long as I've agreed to that, and a lot of what you see in kind of like the, the regular porn industry is agreed beforehand, mm. and uh, you know whether whether a performer will, will do anal or whether a performer wants to be jizzed in the face by ten men. And that's not something that's forced upon her. That's something that she's agreed to do before the cameras even switched on. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people have to. They don't necessarily understand that at the time, because their their focus isn't necessarily on on whether that girl's agreed to that. Their focus is on the, the end result, shall we say? Yeah. And yeah, it's all it's all down there and sometimes a lot of the time 90 percent of the time it's all down on paper as well it's all down on a contract it's all down on a document which also kind of adds to the the desexualization of of the product and the film and and yeah i i actually respect a lot of ladies that are agreeing to to film scenes in pornography i actually respect a lot of what they do they are very very ballsy in, in their approach to what they do, they won't necessarily. <laughs> I just, I just, I just realised what I said. They, they don't necessarily, even to the point where they're, they're the ones that call the shots. They won't necessarily work with actors that they don't want to. They won't work with performers that they don't want to. And a lot of the time, they, they, they'll also kind of sit with me for 10 minutes or quarter of an hour and say, don't get me from this angle. Don't get me from that angle. Uh, and they're they're quite um, they're quite the, the powerhouses of the industry. Mm. The guys are great. They'll just sit there and they'll just bang away for as long as they are instructed to, or as long as they can, and yeah. you know, grab the grab the check and and bugger off. But a lot of the ladies are very as a performer. Wow. Yeah. That was that was pretty. That was amazing. I think that was such a cool. I think it started off with when you were describing it with the, with the couples. It, I, I'm not exactly sure what I felt coming into this, but I definitely didn't think like porn filming as like when you're doing it with a couple to like enhance their relationship. Yeah, I think that's like a really big <clears throat> thing actually. Now, go on, sorry. It also has its it, it also has its drawbacks. Like I say, because they. They, they come into it with the intentions of doing something completely intimate and beautiful, but they still have their, their little problems and they still have their little uh, kind of gaps in between. Uh, and it's, it, it's like anybody, when, when you get together with someone, uh, I was watching your podcast the other, the other day or a couple of days ago about the, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but you've got the beard oh, and you're talking about your experience. 
you're, you're talking about your experiences and a lot of that kind of rang true with me about what I do behind the camera. Mm. Um, and it's, it's all great and it's all kind of, it, it, it's all good at the particular time. But when something crops up that doesn't necessarily want to be filmed or want to be taped, Mm. then you've got to step back and you've got to you've got to reassess that it's not like that in the bedroom you know if you have to reassess something you just kind of kind of flip her over and give it another hold you know what i mean but mm. it's it's not like that in front of the camera for these people and and behind the camera it's something completely different you've got to be the one that says okay if, if you don't want to do it that way try doing it this way or try doing it in a completely different scenario and start again and kind of refresh what you were thinking. But the end result is the fact that they have a film to watch. They have a, a kind of like a, a memory of, of what they were like. It's like boudoir and doudoir as they, have you heard of doudoir? Uh, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> when, when people want to enhance their relationships, enhance their, their sexual experiences, They'll do that in film or uh, or photo form. Okay, cool. Sorry, we're we're starting to get some noise <clears throat> out here. Uh, like attractors <laughs> just like pulling away. He's like, yeah, no, so no, no, yeah. So we're we're thinking this might actually be a good time to wrap up because now I'm just really distracted and I think that it's now I have something to entertain <clears throat> outside my house. Watch <laughs> this tractor go back and forth. <clears throat> And yeah, it was, I just wanted to say like, thank you so much for coming on our show, uh, for talking about this. Like yeah. I had no idea, like, I mean, I don't think a lot of us will have had any idea what goes on on a porn set and like what it's like. Mm. And I think this is super fascinating. Yeah. And I think- has, has, has it been beneficial for you both? Has it been beneficial for the podcast or would there have been anything else that you would have asked differently? I, I think we asked all of the questions that we were thinking about yeah. before. Like you've, we wrote them down, and then I feel like you've even answered like some that we didn't even think of. Yeah. Especially in terms of like how like the girls are like the powerhouses, <clears throat> the intimacy between the couples, like the kind of camaraderie between everyone. Like I, this was so great. Like thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. Yeah. And no worries. So like forthright about everything. Like really, really cool. I certainly learned a lot. We certainly learned a lot, and I think everyone watching will, will as well. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like you're building up to the fuck off toll free. We've had enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck off, dude. Fuck off. It's time to shut the fuck <laughs> off. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really appreciate. I really appreciate your time, and thank you very much for inviting me on. I was being a bit too Canadian about it. So there's a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being polite. But yeah, we we actually those of you who are watching, we actually pre-agreed that that's how we would say at the end. Yeah. Time to shut the fuck up. Time to shut the fuck up. And then that's how we're gonna end the show. Yeah. So thank you, Mike, again for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> now, thank you for watching. If you want more of this, please subscribe. Join our Facebook group. Comments. Comments. Uh, let us know if you want to come on our show. Yes. We'd love to have you. Yes. Uh, we talk about everything. Mm -hmm. Everything yeah. to do with humans <clears throat> and fluids relationships. and relationships and, you know, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, and if you're watching. Thank you, thank you very much, guys. <laughs>